As soon as you conceive your little one, you immediately have the hopes, dreams, and wishes for your child to grow up to be happy, healthy, and well, just be a loving addition to the family. Unfortunately, sometimes that is just not the case. Instead of a loving household, it can turn a home full of resentment, anger, and misunderstanding. The push and pull of willing and unwilling driving parents to the absolute edge. Then suddenly, their child is the one that gives them that fatal nail in their coffin. Here are their stories. Isabella Guzman was born in April 1995 in Burbank, California, and daughter of Robert Guzman and Yoon Mi Hoi. It was no secret that Isabella frequently got into arguments with her mother. Making the matters worse, Isabella's mother, Yoon Mi Hoi, had an affair while married to Isabella's father. And when the secret came out, their marriage fell apart and Isabella hated her mother for it. After separating, her mother eventually moved on and got married again, and at just 18, she found herself in a situation where she lived with her mother and stepfather, Ryan Hoy. Isabella attended Overland High School for a while before dropping out. Therefore, with all of her free time, she spent most of it with her friends and boyfriend, frequently trying her best to stay away from her mother. She became very rebellious, and arguments ensued with her mother. Isabella, unfortunately, had no respect for her mom and frequently disregarded her mother's wishes. Unlike her tumultuous relationship with her mother, Isabella got along with her biological father. But Isabella was still struggling with mental health issues, including untreated schizophrenia. But no one in her family seemed to take it seriously. It boiled down to the summer of 2013. Isabella's relationship with her mother deteriorated to a point of no return. It gotten so bad that her mother contemplated on kicking her out. Tension built, and when her mom found out that she frequently snuck out and snuck her boyfriend inside their house when no one was home, her mother decided to confront her. It was reported that the moment her mother pulled into the driveway of their home, Isabella's boyfriend would take it as the cue to leave through her bedroom window. This continued until the neighbors informed Isabella's mom. Isabella's mother, Yunmi Hoy, had no option but to confront. But this was when Yunmi began fearing for her life. During that confrontation, Isabella began to threaten and disrespect her mom. She continuously hurled threats and yelled unmentionable things to her mom and even spat in her face. This argument scared her mother so much that she asked her husband, Ryan, to physically stay close to her throughout the entire night. The next day, Isabella sent an email to her mom with just three words in the message. The three words were, 
you will pay. The mother, Yun Mi, was shaken to her core that she called the police on her daughter. The police warned Isabella and assured her mom that she was safe moving forward. However, and rightfully so, Yun Mi wasn't fully convinced of her safety. So as her last ditch effort, she reached out to Isabella's biological dad, her ex-husband, to try and talk to her. From her conversation with her father, she was reportedly very agreeable, calm, and even understanding. But this was nowhere near the truth. Something inside Isabella was brewing. You and me, Isabella's mother, returned home from work that night. The same day as the conversation between Isabella and her father occurred, Isabella's mother headed up the stairs and into her bathroom to take a shower. Just a few minutes later, Isabella's stepfather hears his wife calling out for him, yearning for help. He rushes upstairs and tries his best to open the door, and as he was pushing the door to open it, he briefly catches a glimpse of Isabella inside the bathroom before slamming the door shut and proceeding to lock it. Isabella's stepfather looked down and saw a pool of blood seeping from under the door. Frantic and overwhelmed, he quickly called 911 and told them that he believed his wife was under attack. He then heard Yun Mi, his wife's last words, Jehovah. Then suddenly the door swung open and he saw Isabella bloodied standing at the bathroom doorway holding a knife. She remained silent as she exited the bathroom and ran from the home. Isabella's stepfather entered the bathroom and saw her mom, his wife, naked in a pool of blood on the floor, with a baseball bat beneath her. Yoon Mi's throat was also slashed and her entire body repeatedly stabbed. Yoon Mi's body was taken to the corners and they found that she suffered 31 stab wounds to the face, 48 to the neck, and wounded across her entire body. Isabella attacked her 151 times all over her body. A manhunt for Isabella began immediately but it didn't take long for her to be caught by an undercover police. During the trial, Isabella pleaded and used insanity defense. Upon examination, doctors did in fact find that Isabella was suffering from severe paranoid schizophrenia and was not in control of her actions during the murder. Her insanity plea was accepted by the judge, and Isabella was sent to the Colorado Mental Health Institute at Pueblo, Colorado. Then, not so long after, someone on TikTok created a video on Isabella and her actions. The video showed Isabella as she walked into the courtroom, sat down, turned to the camera, staring, smiling, and then frowning. This video went viral, and many people began to believe that she was too cute, too innocent to be a murderer, but it was a fact that she is a murderer. In November 2020, she launched an effort to be released, and because of her popularity from TikTok, it gained visibility and traction. She told reporters that she is currently on medication and her sanity has, has since been restored. She also alleged that during the time in her rebellious years leading to the murder, she alleged that she suffered years of abuse by her family, along with suffering from untreated schizophrenia with highly disturbing delusions for years. 
During evaluations, Isabella apparently did not believe her mother was her mother. She apparently believed that she was killing a woman named Cecilia. To save the world, she said. This was what made the judge accept the plea of insanity. The prosecutors made the statement, We punish people who make the decisions to do wrong when they knew better, and they could have done something differently. And in this particular case, I am convinced, based on the evidence that I've seen, and the information that's been presented in court, that this woman did not know right from wrong, and she could not have acted differently than she did, given the significant schizophrenia and paranoid delusions, audible visual hallucinations that she was going through. I was convinced of it, and I felt like in the interest of justice, I had to take these steps. This was said by the 18th Judicial District Attorney, George Brochler. The district attorney stated at the time that Isabella will stay at the mental health facility until she was no longer a threat to herself or to the community, which could be days or for the rest of her life. Just seven years later, that November 2020, was when Isabella thought that she was ready to rejoin society. Isabella stated, I was not myself when I did that, and I have since been restored to full health. The fight with my mom was terrible, and I was injured in the process. I have the scars on my hand. I was abused at home by my family for many years. My parents are Jehovah's Witnesses, and I left the religion when I was 14, and the abuse at home worsened after I quit. If I could change it, or if I could take it back, I would. Isabella also stated that she was abused at the state hospital. She stated that she filed a police report in 2015 accusing an employee of sexually assaulting her in the closet. She stated that there were two incidents that occurred with that same employee. However, despite her claims, the DAs never received a case from the hospital police and the Colorado Department of Human Services denied the request for information. Currently, Isabella is still at the mental institution, but she is allowed to leave for group therapy and other types of treatment. She is also required to wear a GPS tracker whenever she is out in public. She continues to rally for her ability to rejoin society.